All right, well, welcome to uh, this week's episode of One Weird Thought with Kieran and Vijay. Uh, today, we're going to talk about digital democracy. Um, and when we talk about digital democracy, like, you know, the kinds of things that, you know, immediately jump to mind, uh, you know, voting machines and, and things like that. Um, but uh, we want to do more than that, right? And in fact, uh, I post an article on Substack. You know, uh, one we thought now has its own Substack, so be sure to check out the link. And um, live, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so uh, you know, we we I've, I've written something there, you know, that kind of explains the concept a little bit. And you know, today we want to we want to dive into that and explore it with with you, our our audience. So, uh, what do you think, Karen? Are you ready to do this? I would like to congratulate you, Vijay, on publishing our very first Substack. I think that was a that was a big milestone for the pod. Uh, yeah. we're, we're multimedia right now, so I think that's that's worth celebrating yeah. with our listeners. Actually, Karen, and, and while we're on the topic of being multimedia, we are multi-podcast platform. If I if I'm uh, correct, right? I that's believe correct. That we can, you can now you find can... us on mm-hmm. Apple uh, on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Wherever you may find your podcast, I actually think we'll we have a presence now. So, wow! If, if we weren't, if you weren't on Spotify before, now you don't have to. You don't have to jump to the to Spotify network just just to listen to our podcast. Just to listen to us, yeah, yeah. I'm sure yes. many people do that. Right? So, um, Spotify can thank us uh, for driving up their subscription numbers. You would think we could get like an exclusive deal or something, but yeah, no, it's, that it's was coming. in the works. But I decided yeah. no. We we decided. You know, yeah. we, we might as well meet our listeners where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, you know, pressure, but it's we wanted to do it for the out, right? And we just felt like the people should know. Right? It was it was important that that our message gets out. That's true. So that we can start improving society, like with things like this topic today, like digital democracy, right? So, um, when we think about digital uh, democracy, right? The, the, you don't just digitize stuff, right? Like, you know, as, as a product manager, like one of the things that I like to think about is a problem statement, right? And, you know, I'm told repeatedly that a good pro- uh, product managers really think about the why, right? And you, you try and crystallize a, a problem statement. Well, you know, if, if I think about problems with, with democracy today, right, the, the kind of one-line summary is it kind of sucks right and and it really doesn't matter kind of what your political persuasion is nobody believes that politicians actually work on our behalf anymore it's like we elect them to office and then they just go off and do whatever whatever they're told right uh, by by the lobbyists right pick your favorite special interests and you know i um showed an interesting example in uh in the Substack article, right, where uh, I call out that, you know, even Newsmax, right, uh, says that most people want some sort of regulatory control uh, over guns, and yet we don't have it. And, and why don't we have it? It really comes down to uh, special interests. And when, when I look at this more, I'm like, this doesn't have to be like this. Right? Why do we have to ask these people? You know, why do we have to vote these people in and then 
hope that they vote the way we want them to vote. Yeah, right? and especially and with the, the, the lack of trust in the system. It seemed like the lack of trust was the primary reason you'd want to shake things up, right? Now, yeah, if yeah. we had a lot of trust in the politicians, democ- the representative democracy, whatever we have in the United States, mm. um, and to a certain extent in you know the democratic countries around the world, um, it sort of functions. It functions the way it's supposed to. But where we are today, I, I, I agree with your problem, which is, as voters, we don't believe that our vote, like, we don't believe our vote translates to politicians that will then serve our interests. Exactly. At least a majority of us. 100%. Right. And so, um, and in fact, you know, that that trust in our politicians is is eroding, right? Like, um, most of us don't trust our politicians now, Um, which is, which is bad news, right? Um, It, it, Inevitably, I think if we carry on on this trajectory, like the kind of January 6th type things that we see happening, right, they go from movements that are supported by a minority to movements that are supported by a majority. And uh, we don't have this kind of former government uh, anymore. But, but uh, let, me, let me encapsulate your one weird thought, because I thought your weird thought was actually that digital that democracy actually doesn't work and i'll tell you let, yeah. let me just encapsulate what you what the substack was about just so like everyone's yeah. on the same page and then we'll kind of dive into this um so i i first of all i really like the idea and it's basically instead of having representative democracy you basically have statistical but direct democracy so now every citizen will be randomly chosen just like a um just like, you know, for courts, when yeah, you're uh, called in jury service, you're randomly yeah. chosen to participate directly in legislature. And I, I'm assuming you, I'm assuming this would apply at different levels. So maybe like district, um, state, and then federal, potentially, yeah, yeah. right? You can well, participate you, in all levels of government. You, you framed it really well. Uh, you, you framed it really well, right? So, yeah. um, yes, so, so introducing the Patri Vota 3000, right? My, my somewhat uh, tongue-in-cheek uh, name, <laughs> right, for, for our uh, solution. Uh, I think this helps really, it, this helps with the right. Like, if you, if you call it the pa- Patriot Voter, you can't argue. You it. have to support this. It's, it's you, the patriotic yeah, thing to do. There you go. There you go. I mean, you can only be un-American if you don't support this, right? So, That's right. Uh, it's already a winning concept. So now, the question is, right, well, what is the idea? So uh, I think you're into that it. The just the idea comes out to this, right? We still unfortunately need our politicians. We need somebody to create the legislation. And then, um, but instead of having them subsequently vote on that legislation, we want them to go out and uh, take a sample of us, a statistically relevant sample of us, and ask us to vote, right? This, this, this sample will we'll vote and decide whether this thing becomes law or not. And it's kind of an elegant, it's kind of an elegant solution in that, right? It's a, you know, as Kieran said earlier, right? It's a, it's a statistically relevant uh, sample. Right? I, I arbitrarily pick five thousand people, so, but you can make details, it details, right? Yeah, right. And so, um, 
and then they choose, right? And, you know, practically speaking, right, you can imagine this thing kind of working its way through a couple of different uh, evolutions, right? Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, right, we kind of put a cap on the number of times it can go through, uh, through evolutions before it's put to that final vote. And uh, this group of 5,000 uh, vote on it. And uh, if they decide that this is the right thing to do, uh, it becomes law. You know, um, and uh, a nice feature of the Patrick Bow 3000 is that uh, these folks, they're, they're anonymous while they're in this process, right? Yeah. Uh, so they, they're not, you know, they're not influenceable, right? Like you can't, you can't buy their votes. And even if you could buy one of their votes, right? how are you going to buy 5,000 anonymous people's votes, right? So, um, so. Um, That's a lot of free right, sandwiches. So that, you're going to have to mm -hmm. send a lot of free sandwiches to all these people. Well, you don't and you don't even know who they are. To, to everybody, right? Exactly. To the entire country. Right? So <laughs> you start sending $10 checks in the mail to everyone who needs go. to vote on this. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Right. It's and a tough so, problem. Um, um, so, and then they vote, right? And nobody can influence them, right? They're going to choose whatever they're going to choose. Um, that's, that's the product, right? That's, that's the idea. So, can I, I I wanted to go before that. I mean, mm. if you have a question, that, like the first thought I had when reading it was basically, at what stage does this take over the existing legislating, legislating process, right? Like mm -hmm. today, I'm assuming a bunch of uh, House representatives or senators get together and they're like, we need a bill for gun control, right? Some Democrat drafts that up that first draft is mostly garbage. They start adding, actually, I take that back. That first draft might actually be somewhat good. And then they start adding writers. They start adding like a pen, mm -hmm. like things that the uh, industry wants. And then it turns out into this really watered down bill that appeases nobody and that mm -hmm. that gets put to the vote and then it inevitably fails, right? At what stage in that process do you envision the people directly contributing? Oh, you're saying at what point does it get sent out to, to the people? Yeah, because I'm thinking like, we can't yeah. all draft it. 5,000 people drafting makes no sense. I'm assuming yeah, yeah. there's like, there is one politician who takes the pen and drafts up the document, right? They, or they're the constitutional experts in theory. So they, they take the first stab at it. They send it out. And then maybe do we have a process where 5,000 people can read yeah. and then comment on uh, a document. We, we yeah, send well, out like a request for comments. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think there's a natural jumping off point, right? So today, like, they, like legislation stays in committee, right? And then at some point it goes to the floor for a vote. Yeah, right now, committee. Instead of going to the floor for a vote, it comes to us, right? To, to this randomly selected body of 5,000, which has to be really easy to do. From a technology perspective, right? Like, I mean, we, it, it doesn't sound like a hard problem to find 5,000 people randomly, right? No, um, that, that part is easy. The hard part will be how does this committee, because, like, if they publish anything, they will have to send the output of that committee to some sort of publishing platform so that 5,000 people can read it and then. I'm assuming at that point, it's not available to the general public. So the general public should just be 
a little they, they should just know that okay gun control legislature is being discussed um because from what i've seen in the u.s it seems like the early drafts of bills cause widespread panic so mm -hmm. that cannot be the case it'll just cause too much pressure for those five thousand people yeah actually but the tough part is to control for leaks so like if someone in that circle leaks the bill then that would be um quite a concern well well so a couple of questions there right well, a question and a comment right one is is it a concern really right these people are acting on our behalf we should know what they're up to i think transparency is not a bad thing but a concern i have is a lot of times these legislators they don't read their own bills right and there's that is concern like, right and on top of that these guys don't even there's no version control on these things that like you can't even see who made what changes that we just will for mm, right like yeah right they need i would they love need version gifts. control on bills that would be so yeah. fun they need gifts. just to look that should through. be another that should be another digital democracy uh kind of initiative right is get hubs for bills so we know who the hell put in what right it went but my concern is these things aren't really readable right now right so what's going to happen when you are presented with this bill that's you know a thousand pages long right you know what do you you're gonna your eyes are gonna glaze over right like you can't oh yeah if you're not right, used so, to reading bills like that i'm assuming it's going to be a extremely tough yeah and, and and these legislators that they have staff like who, who can read the bills for them right and kind of summarize them for them and stuff like that right yeah and so you know the, what do we do with the with the five thousand right and that might be a, a task for the committee, right? Like today, there are some companies that do terms of service really well. And the way mm -hmm. they do the terms of service is there's obviously the one that's full of legalese, mm -hmm. but then there's like a dumbed down version with just a few bullet points where they're like, this is the important stuff we need you to know as a customer. I could see that being necessary output for a committee. And that's really the leverage that the legislature that the existing le legislators have? Um, you know, I don't trust politicians. Not even, not even to summarize their own bill, Vijay? Come on. I mean, they're bastards, man. <laughs> like, I, I think that... Not even to summarize? They gotta summarize. So, so, so you know... I, I, I trust them enough to fight amongst each other for summary that they're not going to horse trade uh, on the summary. That, that the horse trading will cancel out enough that, whatever, the 4,500 people are only going to read the summary. But there's going to be those 10 bastards who just like, who go deep on that legislating. And then yeah. they're going to, they will blow the case wide open. But I, I trust in the American people, speaking as a politician. <laughs> I trust uh, the American people, 10 of those guys, 10 of those people will be able to do it. Yeah, I mean, my my concern about the cancelling out. You know, maybe I'm down on mankind today, right? But You're so down on mankind is like You're... I will, I will let you put your two lies in if you let me put my two lies in. Therefore, we're fair and balanced now. Right? That that's that's what kind of like. Wait, Vijay. That's what if it's... you were on this five thousand member committee to yeah. to go through bills, do you think you'd be one of the people who reads through the whole thing, or do you think you'd only read the summary and and vote? I think I would read the whole thing, you know, um, as a uh, patriarch American, 
on the number of on the handful of times I've been called to do jury service. Yeah. Unlike many of my fellow Americans, I, I have not shunned. I've not shunned that. I've, I've embraced it, and I've actually wanted to serve on the juries. And twice I've actually served like uh, uh, on the juries, and I paid like I put a lot of effort into it. Like, I tried; like, it mattered to me. <laughs> That's good. And so yeah, I would be that one pain in the ass who actually read the book. Pain in the ass. I can see the news where you're standing up. You're you're like this bill is shit, and yes, I have yeah. proposed and, these thirty changes to make it better. Yeah, yeah, and and so for our for our listeners who haven't read the Substack yet, uh, right? Um, the the way the Substack is is it's written. It basically causes a problem statement, you know, describes a solution very briefly, right? Um, we're not going to go jump off and start our Patri Vote three thousand startup yet, right? Um, and then it has these FAQs in it, right? Just and and one of the FAQs current like touches on on the question of whether these folks are um, anonymous or not. And what I propose in the FAQ is that they are anonymous while they're in this process. Mm-hmm. Once they voted, then I think it's important uh, that we say who they are, right? And um, because you can't have 5,000 mysterious people deciding uh, what we're doing. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't work, right? So um, that that's where I think we should go. Yeah, I, and I think you had a really good point there, um, which was we don't really trust technology that much today, right? Like we barely yeah. trusted the vaccine as a people. Mm-hmm. So getting them to trust 5,000 random people uh, is, is a tough sell. And I'm a bit worried about that aspect of it too. Um, and forget the technology manipulation, right? We've talked about, uh, in this country, we've talked about massive voter fraud and people, people don't seem to understand the law of large numbers when it comes to t- statistics, right? Like they'll, they'll point to a couple cases of voter fraud and, and worry about the entire thing, which I can, I can see that argument, but it doesn't, I don't think it was statistically meaningful. Um, but in our case, with 5,000 people, unfortunately, if you, and if we bump the number to 10,000 or 50,000, it scales, uh, it actually scales the problem to make it even more confusing for people. Um, Why does it make it more confusing with more people? Because the lower number of people, the more quality changes, the, the more engagement I think you'll get per legis, per bill, right? Per bill, I think the less number of people, it's more manageable to have a comment process and then three or four revisions to get yes. everything in order. Yeah. Yeah. Once you make it like 50,000 people, it's going to have to be a full scale team just to manage a bill. So we'll never yeah. get anything. Yeah. That's a good point. We'll never get anything done, which could yeah. be the point in another way yeah. where every bill is is debated over. And um... one of my concerns is if you're going to put every piece of legislation through groups of 5,000, um, is that a lot of groups of 5,000 is one question. 
The second question is, does it change the nature of the kind of legislation that gets passed? Like all the legislation that gets passed has to be like kind of like not so technical legislation anymore because the 5,000 can't be experts in this stuff. Yeah. I think it does. It has to change the nature of legislation. It, it'll, I think you will start to see bills get shorter and shorter because the long bills will just take forever. No one's going to understand them. And then the votes are going to be, um, it, it'll be hard to vote on those. So you'll probably see bills get shorter. Do, um, do we need, do we need like, do, do we need like long technical bills? I don't think so. I mean, you, you need technical bills so that they need to be specific and handle all the edge cases. But I'd argue there's enough. I think in six to 10 pages, most of these bills can get to the, the substance and actually be drafted legally. And um, remember, I'm speaking as a complete legal novice. So that makes, I'm just yeah, giving you yeah. as an yeah, armchair well, legal expert. See, unlike you, I, I have that's my unfiltered opinion. I have a sister who's a lawyer, therefore, of you know, course, I have. I mean, she comes to me often for for advice as well, right? So, um, I have a sister in law who is a lawyer. So, wow, I mean, that, that's a sister in law lawyer, right? That, that's sister a lot. in yeah, that's a lot. I, that's, I feel that's, like so, I. So, would you? So, so the, the other thing is maybe, maybe these maybe the reason why these laws are so long is because there's so much pork in them. God, have you read a law? Uh, you know, I did. I, I did. Um, because... I'm thinking of reading a law because after talking to you about it, I'm like, I've never read a full bill that has passed. We went to DC not this time, but the time before, and we went to Capitol Hill. Yeah, and they actually have some that kind of printed up. So, oh. and, so, yeah, I, I just wonder what percentage of them are pork and what, what percentage of them are making statements just to try and appease, like, you know, both sides, right? And because we don't have that problem, right? Um, we don't have that problem. That'd be interesting. Okay, so what but else like, happened with these bills? So they're, they're going to get shorter. Yeah. We, we think they might get more clear, right? They're, they might... Hopefully, with five thousand people, and someone who's going to be the editor of these bills, that would be the interesting thing. Like, do the five thousand people vote in a unofficial editor, or do they the original provide, legislators? They just provide in comments back to to the committee, I guess. Right? Yeah, Maybe. back to the committee, right? Um, and the committee can choose to ignore them or, or do something about about those comments, right? Um, but if they send it back yeah. and they don't get voted through, the committee has basically done nothing. So they're, they are somewhat incentivized to take the, the people's comments. Yeah, I mean, I guess one of the interesting tests would be, like, suppose they go, okay, well, that failed. And then the following year, they try and introduce the same bill. Yeah. And that's a different 5,000 people. But they're still representative, right? So probably come out with the same outcome, right? Um, Did you did you try doing the back of the napkin math on how many people we need? 
for I think no. what the U.S. is like three hundred million people, something two hundred yeah. something. Yeah, million three thirty something like that. I, I didn't do it. Three thirty million people. Three thirty million people, and then what? What would what sample size do we need to actually make this statistically significant? <laughs> Not many. That sounds good. Right? Um, so, one of the other things I, I kind of posed in the FAQs was, is it still a democracy if we do this? That was a great question. My answer is no. That's I think awkward. it is awkward. And you correctly ca called out that it was awkward. Because, first of all, this form of democracy, when democracy was created, Essentially, mm. this kind of thing was impossible. You can't just randomly, we couldn't get large scale polls. Democracy was a very, like a contact sport, right? Like in the Greek yeah. Agora, people come yeah. in, they talk it out. And then at the end of it, the men vote in mm. classic Greek, not here. The free men. Free men. The free men. Free men. That's right. right. Very important distinction. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that only scaled to like, a couple thousand people anyway. Yeah, and maybe like, maybe we just got to let go, right? Like, we kind of hold up these sacred cows, right? And it's like... Yeah. I think... Democracy you know, needs is... a brand, Vijay. And I think we're the people yeah. to do it. Yeah. So I actually <laughs> think tying ourselves to democracy would do this idea a disservice. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this is... We need a word that's better than democracy because it is better than democracy. Right, like it needs to be a sexy word. Like I can't, I was, the easy ones are like statocracy, polocracy. These are all horrible. It needs to encapsulate what we're doing. Yeah, it's like a superiorcracy. Yeah, just a betterocracy. It's it, 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 or you know, it's truly representative democracy. The real representative democracy. Yeah, the real yeah, representative I mean, democracy. And it is. By the way, I, I think you could extend this to do things like budgets. Ooh, yeah. Right? Forget it, right? And at least in broad strokes, right? Like, let the politicians figure out the details. But, you know, let us decide, like, what's the total amount of money we want to spend? How are we going to distribute that across various earning classes? Right? And then... Um, and then let us decide, like, kind of what our priorities are for spending, right? Like, you know, this is how much we care about defense, you know. Do we want a nationalized healthcare system, right? You know. Um, you have both terrible. very little faith in people, but also a lot of faith in people to be able to do this, right? I think that's the tension here. Do I trust 5,000 of my random fellow Americans to actually be able to put together a budget? Or pass a budget, for that matter. Forget putting it together. But they need to act, actively prioritize the right things for that to, to go through. I, I think that, you know, um, the most important thing is that they do what we tell them to do. Right? And... Yeah. Right? I mean, that kind of... That's, that's good. And I don't trust them. Unfortunately, like... A lot of those people who are in our representatives, they're not very smart. 
I, I, I wonder, I wonder how well they map to our five thousand kind of uh, averages. Yeah. Right. Uh, actually, they're probably more educated, right? On average, they're more educated than our five thousand people, right? I think they have to be. Yeah, it does seem like Ivy Leagues are heavily represented in the House or Senate. Um, so I, I think if we kind of arm the people with like good data, right? Like, so for example, like for immigration, like you have to like, you have to kind of do good modeling for them, right? So, okay, you want to cut immigration down by how much? Okay, this is what's going to happen to your bottom line from like a GDP perspective. And this is why you care about this abstract concept of a GDP because your social security is going to depend on it. Uh, maybe let some brown people in, you know. Um, oh, it's always um, going to be about the the brown people. Yeah, but but like like kind of giving them the tools, like to see like there's real impact, you know. Like these things that are abstract, you know, right? Like for all of us, right? And I think you know even for like for folks on the left, like like folks on the left are terrible like, when it comes to immigration policy. Right, just like they're terrible when it comes to like home, uh, homelessness policy. Like they do a lot of hands wringing. Like, oh my gosh, these poor people. And yeah, you know, you go ahead and try and open up a homeless shelter in any liberal neighborhood. Mm. Nobody wants it. Right? It's an so awkward, awkward discussion at town hall that that evening when you propose the homeless sh homeless shelter in an area. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so with respect to the Patrick Burns three thousand. Is it a good idea? That's my, that's my, that is my question to you, right? As we kind of come up, you know, on our 30 minute mark, right? My, my closing question to you is. I'm going to totally hedge the answer. I think it's a great idea, Vijay, for a different country. <laughs> oh, that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you to fund it. We need to start our country. I think that maybe one of these weird thoughts will be complete funding of a country. I like it. Like we we should do country design as a as a topic. Oh, for sure. That's one of the weirdest of thoughts, right? Like the the sea steaders and all these like random people yeah. who want to start their country. They're the most. They are some of the weirdest, but some of the yeah. most beautiful folk you'll see. They have such <laughs> great ideas, but the yeah. the execution. It's it's hard to start a country, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I was talking to uh, Nick, my thirteen-year-old, and I was asking what, what they're studying in social studies, and he was telling me they were talking about how you know at the beginning of independence, what a mess it was, and like the difficulties of starting a country, right? Like, like you know, how do you do the first rev of legislators and all that kind of stuff? You know, um, oh, brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, difficult topic for another day. So that was the that was the Patrick Vote three thousand. Uh, I, I love I, it. You know, I really enjoyed. You know, what a weird the, thought, VJ. <laughs> so weird, weird but so thought. good. It yeah. was just one weird thought.